Hello, how are you? I'm Robin, aka Man from Self, and you are listening to Flat White Chat. Firstly, I'm sorry. I am sorry. I've dropped the ball. I've not had a podcast in about a week and a half. Life has got in the way. But I'm back. I'm back, and I've got a really special and exciting guest. Now, this woman. I'm sure you know of. She is a force to be reckoned with. This is Lydia Elise Millen. She is a YouTuber, an Instagrammer, a blogger, an influencer, literally every single buzz term that you've got at the moment. That's Lydia. And and she's not just doing it. She is succeeding in this. She's absolutely nailing it. And in her own personal private life, she's just got married in December. She's just moved house. She has got a lot going on. I mean, I'm looking here at her at her credits, her business credits. She's worked with brands like L'Oreal, Netta Porte, Jaguar, Land Rover, Giorgio Armani, like big, big names. And uh, I've known Lydia for about two years. It was a slow burn. I said this to Lydia. At first, I was like, mm, oh, God, another gorgeous girl doing Instagram pictures. Here we go again. But actually, there's there's so much more to her. And this is exactly why I wanted to do this podcast. I wanted to see what's behind the numbers. You know, what's behind those 700,000 followers on Instagram? What's behind the 600,000 subscribers on YouTube? I wanted to know about home life, married life. Does she want kids? What about the trolling? So... This is what this podcast is about. And just before I get going, I should say, if you're new to this podcast, then please do subscribe on iTunes and slash or follow on Spotify. Also, give me a five star rating because it really does matter. And if and if you want to leave me a little review, what you're listening to, how you're listening to it and what you're enjoying. But here we go. Lydia Elise Millen on Flat White Chats. I'm nervous. <laughs> I've never done be this before. Well, here you go, Lydia. Welcome to Flat White Chats. Hi. <laughs> you're just saying you're nervous. I should say, relax. You're in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. So it's a very relaxed Flat White Chat. Thank you very much for having me in your new home. Thanks for coming. I'm so excited to have you. And I'm also like, it's so nice to have someone come and like visit me out here because it is so far out of London that it's just... It's, it's nice to have visitors, yeah. It's absolutely it. beautiful. And I know you're saying you've still got little bits to do, but I mean, I'm looking outside and it's green. It's definitely not London. No. It's gorgeous. There's light. I'm sweating in a roll neck. <laughs> but we have a window open. The thing is, is it actually can, because there's so much glass here, it can get quite cold. Like when it snowed, I didn't know what to do with myself. I'm quite a cold person as well. Um, but then the moment the sun's out, and you're kind of lucky that the sun is out today, but it does, it's a bit like a greenhouse, but that's my natural habitat. I love that. You're like sweating. I'm like, oh. <laughs> And you're living and working from here. This is like your office, your home. Yeah, yeah. So this is, this is kind of everything. This is like a hub. I've never really wanted to be one of those people that has like a separate office. I'm getting much better and kind of mastering the art of uh, separating work and life. And this house has enabled me to do that even mm. better so we have like special areas and um times that mm. we work and it's just made the whole process kind of a lot easier so um yeah i don't think i'd ever have like a, an off-site office everything just happens from here and you're saying we you and ali who oh yeah <laughs> your new husband and the cats yeah, yeah who i've met gorgeous creatures <laughs> you got married in december yes yes we did yeah. how is married life well i mean lots of people were asking us this after the wedding but because we were moving house and um sorting all of that out and we heard from our solicitors that 
it is a stressful process when you move, but they had never encountered something quite as stressful as our move. We had a really like up and down time. So we didn't actually get to enjoy it the way that we hoped we would straight after the wedding. It feels like we're enjoying married life now Mm -hmm. um, and it's finally happening now that we're in. We're both so much happier here and um, it's just, it's a really, really nice time. So yeah, married life is just kind of settling Mm in now and it's it's good, I like it. Because of what you do, mm-hmm. YouTuber, blogger, creator, influencer, literally everything, and not just doing it, really succeeding in it. Mm-hmm. How, like, how do you cope with those hard times of feeling stressed out, not having stuff going your way? How much of that do you share? Um, I try and be really accurate with um, w- how I live my life. I think my vlogs are the place where people can actually see my actual life. Um, yes, I do the style videos and the Instagram posts and the, the pictures on my blog and the, the write-ups on there, but my vlogs is where you kind of just see me and I, re- oh God, it, it makes me feel weird in my throat when I say that because vlogging is probably one of the, the things in this industry that I love the most because I am just myself in those videos and when people have ended up liking those more than anything else that I put out, it it's quite heartwarming. Mm-hmm. So talking about it in my vlogs is it's nice to be able to talk about it. That is the that's the 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 biggest thing in it that I can talk about it there. Not everyone wants to hear about your tough times, but it's important, especially mm-hmm. in what we do. It can't always be rainbows and ponies. However, you do also have to keep stuff back and um I've been learning more and more over the last year what is kept back mm-hmm. and what is put forward because I'm quite an open person anyway um, but I think I've, I've got it down now and if I if I'm having a, a tough time I know what I need to do like I book in to a yoga class or I go and I have like two days at a spa or something like that or I just literally spend a couple of days in my pajamas because that's something that I don't always get to do a lot so I'm learning the areas of self-care that work best for me this house has been probably I'm going to keep going on about this house because it is um, such a huge part of my happiness right now because it's so quiet here so relaxing and this is also providing me with such a huge amount of like relaxation even just my working environment is just so nice I love it (laughs) I would say in that sort of sharing the good and the bad is kind of I would say where your success has come from like I looked this morning you're almost at 700,000 on Instagram, mm-hmm. which is an insane number. 600,000 on YouTube. Yeah. That is a lot of people. Yeah. I remember when I first met you, which must have been like, what, like two years ago? Maybe yeah. a year and a half? Yeah. I didn't know anything about you. I'd seen the Instagram pictures. I saw blogs. And I, to be honest, was like, just another Instagram girl. I was like, I don't think I'm going to like you. I instantly decided I probably wouldn't like you. <laughs> and when I did meet you at first it was it was quite professional in that we were in a professional environment I'm doing air quotes and I was like oh I I don't yeah I'm not I'm not sure and then you know I met Ali your husband who is one of the most genuine men I've ever met he's really nice I was pissed he put me to bed one night (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's another story Um, and I was just like I really like him and I thought you know there must be there must be yeah, something something here. In, yeah. something's got to be here and now like i really respect you and what you've created 
I actually think you're a really nice human. Oh, you know, it's like, but it was a slow burn. Like you're talking there about a lot of the success of of having this audience. Like, how have you got there? Like, there'll be so many people listening to this thinking, I want what she's got. How have you done it? Um, oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> it, I always feel really weird talking about me in that mm. sense. Um, it's so funny that you talked about Ali as well. Like, I feel like Ali is the, I always say this, Ali is like the person that everyone likes and I'm just like there in the background and people have to, like they instantly like Ali, whereas they, I'm, I'm more of a grower because I'm quite like closed. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, I <sighs> maybe it's maybe it's there. Then you say instant close. Do you think maybe you are more uh, thinking sort of of it as a brand, but also you've got you, and it's about marrying those two together? Do you think that's made you maybe a, a little bit more disconnected from it, or? Yeah, yeah I, th I mean, I think that's well. I think there was a time when I was like, it's funny. A lot of people that are sort of riding the wave of this now started when it was a hobby and so we're all kind of like hashtag girl bossing it but we knew nothing about what we were doing like four years ago and there's kind of been stages to it so there was this stage when everyone all of a sudden started talking about their brand i'm doing these air quotes yeah air quotes that's one <laughs> um and so everyone was really concerned with their brands and very like cautious as to what they were doing like oh no that doesn't sit in line with what what i'm doing and you still have to have an element of that but i think that it's very easy to take it too far and um i i think that maybe i took it too far not too far in the sense i got like carried away with it but i just took it too seriously and the biggest thing from going like moving into youtube has been learning that actually the success of this entire industry is not from having a brand mm -hmm. it's from being relatable in the sense that you know you could be driving a ferrari every other day of the week and live in a massive mansion in the cotswolds but if people can relate to your mannerisms and the things that you find funny and and just day-to-day -day life troubles mm -hmm. that's where it sits and i think learning to be myself on YouTube and have the the silly things about my personality come out, that was when I realized that I can kind of open up a little bit more. So I, I've learned to open up. I feel quite lucky to have such a great group of friends and a great family. So when I go into social situations in the industry, I'm still quite closed off because it's, I, it's, a, it's a space that I'm not very good at navigating. I am just myself with my friends. I don't, on, I, when you're similar in the industry, it's very difficult to understand how you could be friends with that person on a really trusting level, because essentially they are your competition. And even if you're not a competitive person, there is, you know, if you both get put forward for a job and one of them gets it, who's gonna be upset in this? You don't wanna lose friends over work. so. I just think it's so much better to just have my friends outside. But there are people that I meet like you who I met and I, you know, you, you asked if my Gucci boots were from Primark and I just instantly loved you from that. And it's, we, our industries don't necessarily cross over, so it's, it works. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I, I think that that is a misconception that a lot of people get from me is that I am this like, I, I, I often get comments on my Instagram or on my YouTube where people say, oh, you look like the kind of girl that I would have avoided at school in the, in the corridors. 
And it's so funny because I was not that girl. I had, if I was lucky, one friend at a time when I was at school, I would dread going to assembly because I would usually be going on my own. And it's so weird because even people that I went to school with thought I was the popular girl. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, I wasn't invited to any of the prom parties. I, I That wasn't who I was, mm-hmm. but something about me gives that impression to people. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice when they meet me and they realize that actually that's not, not mm-hmm. who I am at all. Um, there's an expectation versus a reality. Yeah. Someone can look at your pictures, and I've always said this about you, you have got such a clickable face. And it's like, <laughs> I love that. It's so true. Like when I worked in TV and we were deciding, you know, for the digital marketing about which picture you'd use of someone, you'd always go for the pretty one. Because <laughs> people will click. You're attractive. Like you, like you are. Oh, but how, how have you, like I've seen the before and after pictures, and it's not even a before and after, it's how you've, I suppose, growing up. Yeah. How have you crafted, like, how you look? Um, and that's that's quite a tricky question. It's, yeah. And it's not it's not a trick question, but have do you think about this is who I want to be or has it just been, like, an evolution? I, I definitely say it's an, an evolution, but I'm, I've never been very adventurous with things. I mean, I tried a couple of things. I mean, I've made a lot of mistakes. Like, I had a mullet when I was, like... 18. I've seen it. And, yeah, I think that's quite late on in life to have a mullet, to be honest. Like, usually people did that about 16, but no, I was 18, so everyone had camera phones. There's photographic yeah. evidence, it's there. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I've never been too adventurous, especially with my makeup. I know what I like and what I don't like, and I know what works. And in terms of like my fashion and stuff like that, I know what works. So I tend to just try all of the the different sides of those sort of styles and I find the best that works and um, the best products that work for me and that's kind of it's just sort of been a trial and error but I mean there's definitely there's definitely been mistakes but I think that that's part of part of it but I wouldn't say that I've like crafted how I want to to look in any way it's more just this is this is who I am mm-hmm. and I feel like what I wear and what I how I do my makeup is who I am I'm not trying to be anyone else I'm not trying to be like the cool girl or anything like that I just I judge a lot of the things that I feature on my channel by how excited I am about them and, and usually it's met with the same excitement so it's quite nice that I'm on such a level with mm-hmm. them that I know that if I'm excited by a product or a or an item that my viewers mm-hmm. and, and followers and stuff will be just as excited so yeah it's, it's good to have them on that level as well. <laughs> and you said mistakes there. I would say nothing is ever a mistake. Like it's, <laughs> you make, like I look back at pictures of, of me and I'm like, I think that was just a, a different creature who's just grown up a bit. And like we're about the same age, you'll be 30 this year. And it's just part of, I suppose, getting to know you. But the, the unfortunate or the fortunate thing is yours is just very public yeah. and your audience is seeing that. But, yeah. I, but I suppose that's where they can sort of connect. How supportive, like I've looked in comments, you have got a hugely engaged audience. How supportive are they? So they are like, I feel incredibly lucky. Like it's another level because it isn't just, you know, if I'm having a tough day and I've said, you know what guys, I'm having a tough day today. I'll be inundated with messages from women around the world that that are just saying, do you know what, it's fine. Like Mm. we, we completely understand just as long as you're okay. And yeah, they're, they're, they're amazing. And the fact that they support my, my channel and the collaborations that I do 
with such an insane like ferocity is the only way that I can describe it. Even um, I recently shot the cover for Blogosphere magazine and I think they turned around and they said that this was the best response they'd ever had to the cover of their magazine. And for me, I felt like, oh God, they're going to regret this. I'm like so small and I've been doing this five minutes. You know, they've had Zoella, they've had Casey Neistat. They're going to be so disappointed. And to get that feedback was like, whoa. Mm. Like I always think of, like, I've had online trolling before. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And I like, you know, I've had the, the, the same old sort of things that people will say. You, with growth and with having such an engaged audience, mm. you've also got the flip side of trolls. Like I always do a little bit of research of who I'm talking to. And I came upon Guru Gossip. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> which I've got to say that like that site is needs to be shut down. Yeah. What? And for anyone who doesn't know about this, it's basically a, an awful space where people just write ridiculous ridiculous stuff about other people and there's threads there about you yeah yeah it's one of those things that it's like I completely understand that not everyone is going to like me and I am not deluded in the sense that everyone is going to think that I'm this amazing person and it's but I think that it's how you vocalize those things so if they want to have a forum where they talk about oh I didn't really like Lydia's hair in this vlog or I think Lydia's like put on a little bit of weight or um, Lydia looks like a man which is a common one um, that's fine Um, but I found that due to the intensity of my audience that it manifests itself in really ugly ways with some people and they take things way too far and um, get really carried away and I don't know whether it's a way to try and impress other people in the forum or whether it really is that that someone or some people don't know how to deal with those emotions but I did I, I've been trying to understand a lot of it over the years and I do think that it really does ring true that there is such a fine line between love and hate because these same people that that frequent these forums are the first people to moan when I don't upload a video. And that's really kind of telling of where they sit in this. Like they watch everything. Like they screenshot what I'm saying for the people that I've blocked so that they can still be, I know, it's like, I mean, it's something I can talk about so in depth because I do understand it because I've been like when we were going through everything with the house I remember I was on Facebook and I saw a girl and she uploaded a picture of her beautiful home that she'd just bought and she was like we just bought our dream home I'm so happy and we had just lost what we thought was our dream home and my instant thought was bitch Mm. and it was at that moment it was like a light bulb moment I was like I Mm. get it I highlight the areas where these people aren't happy in their lives and rather than taking that and being like I'm going to change my life like this is if if Lydia changed her life because I was I didn't always think the way that I think but if Lydia changed her life I can do it instead they take that as like I'm insulting them mm-hmm. and I've made them feel bad about it so it's it's how you take that that initial feeling and then you you turn it into something positive or you turn it into something negative and I don't think that these people have learnt that unfortunately mm. it's it's just when people get carried away because you know we've had um like on my wedding day i had the asa phoning me 
um, trying to contact me about a video that I had declared both written verbally and on screen w throughout the video. So it was declared on three separate... I don't, as, as a sponsored Yeah, as a sponsored content. video that... Um, and you know you don't have to declare it three times. You do not have to do that. But I do that because it's important to me. They're phoning me on my, on my wedding day. And luckily I didn't have my phone on me. But that's all from someone feeling that they needed to highlight that video to them. I've had things with them contacting me for uh, contacting like um, HMRC as if I'm... Um, tax evading. Tax like, oh my God. <laughs> like, where do you come up with stuff like that? When you have no visibility to my business um, expenses or my business accounts, like you can't just throw things like that around. That is, by law, defamatory. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that people realise that that's when you've gone beyond gossiping about a YouTuber or a guru, as they call, as they call us. Um, and it just it it can it can all get carried away very easily. And um, unfortunately, I I sometimes think that I can talk to these people mm. and make them kind of see my side of things, but you can't. Mm -mm. And that's the, that was the biggest learning curve. Like you can't talk to these people, you can't. Some people learn on their own and I've had some amazing instances where people have written to me to apologize for what they've said and what they've done. And literally that's had me in, in tears mm. because it's so amazing to know that someone changed their kind of mm -hmm. their place yeah. and turned it around. And I speak to um, a girl regularly via Instagram direct message mm. who, who once upon a time did some n not very nice things because I don't hold that kind of thing mm. against people. So yeah, <laughs> it's one of those, I just talk and talk and talk about that. <laughs> no, it's, it's understandable. And actually you're very factual about it. You know, you're, you're saying, you know, they do this, 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 but I don't think there you you said how does it make you feel like mm. forget about Lydia on YouTube mm. and, which is you but how like how does that make you feel as a person it's bullying yeah it's bullying yeah that that is I mean at this point now even though I'm in such a better place with it it's harassment it's not even bullying like it is point blank harassment and the um, police and no one knows what to do about it and this is something that I remember I spoke to my grandma about it. I wanted to do something. And she was like, you, you know, you've got so much on your plate. I don't think that you trying to campaign for something is, is right right now, but it is something that I want to, to look to um, do more mm. to change because I am such a strong person. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I feel lucky to have that, but unfortunately there are people out there that aren't mm. and these things that people think are so simple you know oh it's just my opinion this is what you hear all the time it's just my opinion but that's fine but not everyone is strong enough to handle endless uh, amounts of opinions like i have over half a million people offering up their opinions it's it can it can be too much so um i, I definitely would like to do more um surrounding the subject because I feel like a lot of people act like it doesn't happen and they're just like no it's fine like I don't get trolled but everyone gets trolled mm -hmm. everyone receives comments if you do this industry and um it's it needs to stop being like brushed under the rug it mm -hmm. needs to stop being ignored and actually we need to talk about it I think um something massively needs to change in order to protect us because 
at the moment people are getting carried away because there are no laws. Mm -hmm. There's nothing stopping them. You've got a, a breadth of a female audience predominantly. How much of a, like a responsibility do you feel, especially to younger girls? Well, I'm quite lucky because the pressure of a young audience isn't so much on me. Like I have more 55 year old women that like 55 and above women that watch my videos than under 18s. But whereas I think most people sit like with the 18 to 25 kind of mark. And um, so I don't feel that huge responsibility that I'm speaking to a young audience. And I kind of make sure that my videos are much more focused at women my age so that maybe those younger women, younger girls don't watch. Like my sister is 13, she finds my video, my videos hideously boring and I'm like, that's good. Mm -hmm. But she tells me that her friends watch. So sometimes then I'm like, oh God, should I be talking about, you know, a 1,000 pound handbag whilst they're still at school? Like if their parents start phoning me up, like Lydia, she wants a thousand pound handbag for her 16th, 16th mm -hmm. birthday. Like, what is this? <laughs> Because you're like you're selling so many products for other brands, just because like you love things, why why don't you have your own your own range of things like purely you? Um, this is a it's definitely something that I'm thinking about. Uh, that, that's definitely on the cards. On the cards, um, I I do have things that are happening this year. Um, well, there's something. But I'm doing things that are happening that I have set in stone are collaborative. Um, I really, you know, when you really want to talk about yeah, something, and you can. And I, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying oh. to ease it out of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. Um, but yeah, the opportunities that I've had come in, well, they actually came in last year, but they're four this mm. year, have been amazing and they're just so exciting. But definitely, I want to start moving into my own things, but it's, it's obviously you kind of have to be prepared because it is essentially a huge new step and a huge business. But um, yeah, that's a conversation that Ali and I are having together because obviously we want to have this kind of thing mm. together. I'm excited. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Like there's things that I would love to do and I want to talk more to like the right people mm -hmm. about doing them. Like of course. I never thought that I wanted to do like a book or anything mm. like that. But now I kind of think actually mm -hmm. with where I am currently, like I would love to do something like that. But it's just getting the right kind of opportunity. Mm -hmm. Some sort of soft porn romance novel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, I was more thinking Actually, like yeah. something a bit more lifestyle, but oh, okay. Okay, sorry, yeah. <laughs> just from the pictures you've got up around your house. No, I, yes, sorry. Just as well, this is a podcast. People will be like, where are those pictures? <laughs> oh, in fact, no one's seen, really seen this room. And everyone's like, there must be something going on in that living yeah, room. Yeah, oh God, I mean, yeah. That swing in the corner, what's that for? <laughs> oh God, when we bought our bed, have you seen our bed? Yes, Everyone was the like, four poster. I was like, that'll was come like, in handy. All of our friends were like, yeah, you can get like a sex swing in here. I was like, oh, wow. I love that that's yeah. your first thought. I love um, that. It just says a lot about our friends. Says more about your friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I actually did message you about that bed, yeah. I think everyone was just like, oh, wow, yeah. It's just like, yeah, sex swing. I was like, oh, I love God. your facial yeah. expression when you're saying that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm really sweating now, actually. Yeah. thought of that, yeah. For anyone that doesn't know Lydia's husband, I will put a link to some uh, to his profile. Go back to the old pictures with the top off. That's all, I, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, good. 
<laughs> he was talking about getting back into posting that kind of stuff. I'm like, I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I mean, am I'm all, all for, for it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember being on a trip with him, and I was like, God, I literally can't take my top off. And Ali's like there in a speedboat. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that was. It's uh, almost too much. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of against the law to be as good looking as he is, but also as nice as he is. Mm. Like that just doesn't, I, I mean, that's why I married him yeah. basically, because you just don't come across people like him. No, very it's often. kind of annoying actually. Yeah, yeah. It? And he's really talented yeah. as well. It's like, for God's sake. Yeah, he, he, he shoots well. He's got a great eye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's rather annoying. Working from home, being married to someone who does a similar thing to you, mm-hmm. working with Carrie, who is one of your best friends, mm-hmm. if not your best friend, how do you and do you find a balance between work and play? Um, oh, God, I, I feel like that's like the eternal question. Mm. Um, when do you both decide to put your phones down? It's something that we've definitely focused a lot more on the last year is ensuring that we do have a divide and there are things that we do that don't ever see the internet like when our families come around or if we go for like breakfast we don't have to vlog it all the time um we don't have to record everything like just because you didn't post it on instagram stories doesn't mean it didn't happen Mm -hmm. i mean we've seen this the world that we are working in is still relatively new but you see some of these of the girls that have maybe been around a bit longer now having kids mm. and it totally changes and it's like you then see them vlogging with the kids and people who might have previously said I would never have kids on YouTube are having kids on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Obviously this is a, a personal subject but do you ever think ahead and think well, I'm 30. I feel like they've already sold me down the river. Every time I upload a video, they're like, are you pregnant? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm honestly like the most unmaternal person yeah no yeah i've seen you with the cats yeah but they're they're cats like i feel like that's still got feed and water them though yeah i mean like i don't know i obviously i've always said that i would like to have one child and i just don't know when that is because at the moment i feel like i'm living my best life and i don't know but i think and ali and i are both on the same page it's not like one of us is like i'm ready for kids um, but it's almost like people think that you should be just because you got married and we got married because like we love each other mm. and we want to spend the rest of our lives together whether that's with kids or not but um, I do I don't see the problem with I mean I hate saying that because people are so protective of like children and stuff mm-hmm. but for me it's so difficult to like carve careers out there and if your child grows up with a, a, great, a great platform in this social media age, that gives them opportunities. And that's not just in becoming a vlogger or a, or a blogger or anything, like even in modeling or TV presenting, having your own platform is valuable. So mm-hmm. I guess it only really gives them opportunities. It can't, yes, it. it I, I, it's almost too early to say what the, impact is but it can't be any different from will smith and his kids growing up the beckhams the beckhams exactly and it's just a different kind of um exposure there i Mm. guess but i i love watching people with their kids on youtube and it's a beautiful thing that people can share their family life and it be so bloody interesting Mm. (laughs) so 
Yeah, I mean, it will always be a polarizing subject. Yeah, it. I and I understand the the flip side, and I understand everyone is going to have different views on it, and and not want their children to be thrust into mm. that world. But I also understand the other side, and um, I guess that's the beauty of them being your kids. You do what you want with them, and you parent them how you want mm. to. Obviously, on the internet, you you get a lot of opinions, but. Yeah, I mean, hopefully I'll get to that point where I'm like, yeah. I mean, when I see my nephews, I'm like, I could do this. Mm -hmm. But then I always think, because my brother was like an absolute tearaway growing up. Like he, he would make slingshots out of wood and like smashed our neighbor's windows with them. He was an absolute tearaway. And yet his children are like the golden children. I probably say that's down to his wife, but they are the golden children. So I know that sod's law i would end up with the the tearaways like he was like something because i was such a placid child like i just didn't make a noise but when i'm around them i'm like oh i could do this if i have a child like leo i could yeah <laughs> so you've had the marriage you've yeah. got the new house you have got all these deals going around and bits and bobs which you can and can't talk about what's what's next for you like project five years forward I mean I hate these sort of questions yeah. <laughs> but where, where are you in five years time I don't see YouTube and blogging going anywhere for a very long time because even now and I'm in the industry I don't buy from TV adverts I don't buy from magazine adverts it's just not how I shop if I want to buy a product I search out a blogger or a YouTuber and I watch and I listen and if I buy into their credibility and and them as a creator I buy so I can only speak from myself but it's a way that I shop and so I don't see it going anywhere as long as it's done right so I definitely see my channels and my blog especially like my blog is the one thing that I own so um, I definitely see that always being there I know a lot of people are moving into having contributors <sighs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that works for me, because I buy into that person. So I'm never going to read the posts that someone else has written on their blog. So I don't know whether that, that's something that I'll ever move into. But I definitely see there being other aspects to what I'm doing. I would love to have my own products. I would love to have my own clothing collection of sorts I would love to have my own home things I would love to have different elements because what I do online is so broad I would love to have that um, whatever they are and have something that's not you know it appeals to to women like me that's the kind of thing that I would like to have that well, sounds very exciting with more cats as well with more cats yeah. <laughs> maybe a baby and a whole lot of products <laughs> yeah yeah Thank you very much. Oh my God, is it over? I spoke so much in that. You're like, you're on the couch, just <laughs> yeah. reclined in therapy. Yeah. yeah. It's quite therapeutic speaking about the industry because I don't ever feel like mm. I could and talk... And also chatting about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, you can talk about an industry. Yeah. But who's at the heart of it? It's yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's also a lot of topics that I probably wouldn't ever talk about on my YouTube just because... It feels different when it's not. It feels business. Yeah, yeah, mm. and it just—I don't know. You always wonder what, what yeah. people. Because I often think, actually, on that, you'll see some people posting about things on Twitter or in Instagram stories, and I, I sometimes think 
save that for LinkedIn. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> yeah. your industry chat. Yeah. That's something it's that I've like facing. had to learn as as well is that that just because you mm. have a thought doesn't mean you have to vocalize it online. Mm. And um yeah, it's good to just, you know, have a chat about it instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but thank you again. I've really enjoyed this and obviously being in your gorgeous home which smells beautiful all these fresh flowers. Yeah, I know. Um, I always see on your stories, they always just like get scent. So uh, yeah, very good. Uh, but if you're new to Flat White Chats, everyone, please do subscribe. Is that the right thing? I'm still new to this terminology. Subscribe if you're on iTunes, follow if you're on Spotify. I'll put everything of Lydia's in the description or show notes. Go across, say hi. I mean, I'm sure you're all from Lydia anyway across here. Hi, I'm Robin. Yeah, I'm the one that's been doing this. I'm man for himself. But thanks again. Um, Lydia, I want a tour around your house. I can't wait to show you around. Well, I'll definitely have a look around. But thank you again. I've really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for having me as well. I feel really honoured that you asked me to be on your podcast as well. I've never done this before. You are very welcome and you are a gorgeous guest. Thanks, I've got no makeup on. (laughs) But everyone, thank you very much. And I will see you. Well, actually, I won't see you. You'll hear me in the very next Flat White Chat. Bye-bye. Bye.